five thousands, and this is Matthew's gospel uh, uh, rendition of it. There's another one in, in Luke that's a little bit different. But he feeds five thousand. He's moved with pity. The first reading and this reason, there's a reason why they're paralleled with each other. The first reading says, Come you who are labor burdened, and I will give you rest. Come without money, come without cost, and you will find rest. You will find, and that's God's promise, all the way back from the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. It's all the way back in Isaiah, in the Old Testament. And today we have the fulfillment of that in Jesus. These people are in a deserted place and they're fed. So Jesus is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophets so long ago. So Jesus fulfills this prophecy pretty easy. But what does that mean for us? They're in a deserted place. They're sick among them. There's people that need healing among them. And Jesus is moved with pity for them and he heals them. And not only does he heal them, then he feeds them. Healing. Who here needs healing? Right? All of us. And so Jesus today, and where do we need the most healing? We probably need the most healing somewhere in my life where I have to ask the question, why God? Why did you allow this to happen? What were you, you know, what? What did I do? Why? Why? And we can get so focused on the why question, and sometimes we get an answer, sometimes we don't. I haven't gotten an answer yet. Why, God? But the better question, why God diverts us away from God? Because we're broken. So it makes us go into something that numbs us. More Netflix, drinking, whatever. Shopping, shopping online. Whatever. It diverts us. Because we can't get an answer. So what won't divert us? Where, God? Where are you? You sent your only son to die for me so that I can have life. So I know you're here. But where are you? Because I need to know where you are. Because then I can get through it. And instead of, what did I do? Who did what for me? So it's not about me, but then it becomes about the who. And the who's Jesus. We can be scandalized by our own brokenness. Our own need. Our own want. Jesus, God, is not. In fact, today, in the Gospel passage, that's what moves Jesus to heal. God's only Son sees the pain and says, I can heal you. And I want to heal you. And He's moved with pity because of their need, because of their lack. And so we can be scandalized by it, but God's definitely not. And St. Paul is so convinced about this, he says, what can possibly separate us from the love of God? There's one person, 
that can separate us from the will of God. It's ourselves. It's myself. What separates me from God is myself. When I don't choose to live in His love, when I don't choose to be healed by Him, when I don't say, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. When I don't say that, then I'm stopping His love for me coming to me. It's true what St. Paul says. Nothing can stop God from loving you. But there are things that can stop us from letting Him love us. There's a difference. There's a difference. Nothing can stop God's love for you. Undeniable truth. What can stop it is my inability to not be scandalized by my own brokenness. To say, God, I need you. You can almost sense in the, in the disciples today, Jesus, you feed them. 5,000, you feed them. Uh, we got five loaves and two fish, Jesus. I wasn't really planning on feeding 5,000 today. Kind of embarrassing. Like the master just said, hey, you take care of this. Uh, we, we can't. We absolutely can't. And Jesus goes, okay, bring what you have, and I can give it to you, life-giving. Beyond what you thought even was possible. Five to five thousand. Two fish, twelve wicker baskets full. Beyond what is possible. And that's what an encounter with Jesus does. Because going back to that who versus the what, when I have a relationship with Jesus... Then it's a who, and I have to deny a who every choice I make in my life. If it's a what, well, then I don't have a personal, then I don't, I don't care. It's a what. It's an object. But if it's a who, and that who is the only son of God, and he's with me in the desolate place in my life, then what do I have to fear? What can separate me from the love of God? Because it's way better, instead of knowing why or what, to know that somebody's there with you. And not only that, but that somebody's the Son of God, Jesus. That's a way better comforting fact than whatever why I could ever be handed. Because He's true. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus multiplied five loaves, two fish, fed 5,000. He's feeding us today in the Eucharist. See, our minds can't compute what that means. Hence, miracle. Miracle means it's outside of the physical possibilities of the universe that we rely on for science. That's what a miracle is. It doesn't make sense. On the way to sanctity, that's actually what the saints, that's what the personnel to make somebody a canonized saint. The only question that they're asked with the smartest people in the world, 
is there any other way that this could have happened on this side of physics that we know, on this side of health that we know, on this side of the medical world that we know? And the answer has to be no. There's no other way except God's hand was involved. Something beyond us. The Eucharist is that. It's the miracle. It happens every every time a priest celebrates Mass. We can be scandalized sometimes by our own inability to believe in the Eucharist. This is the greatest part about Jesus. He's not. He's not scandalized. He knows our brokenness. He knows our fallenness. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So it's to bring it to Him. And that's the hardest part sometimes. Of being vulnerable enough to say, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I'm broken and I need somebody to heal me. Because once when we're healed, then we have abundant life. And then we realize we don't only need Jesus in my weakness, but I need him in my strengths. I need him in my life. I need him to put him first. Today Jesus comes and feeds us. We're the ones that say yes or no to healing. It's his whole mission. I want to heal. Let me heal. It's been a while since I've been to confession. I can't go back. Come on back. I'm a priest. I've been through it a few times. Walk you through it. Making practical these things in my life. Oh, I haven't started a prayer life yet. Start a prayer life. I haven't really started growing in virtue yet. Start growing in virtue. Doing the little things to have a relationship with Jesus to be healed. Come to him in vulnerability and trust. Today Jesus feeds us. Let us pray for one another that we be receptive to that great great gift of himself in the Eucharist.